Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. If you can find the time to and you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn! What they on? All steroids and no carbs? They're the big ass kids. This is Prime Time. We're not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Ropp and Jason Sakanik with Prime Time on 1080 The Fan. All right, hour one down, a lot of uh, football there. If uh, you want to go back and uh, listen to that, you can find it all on the Service Patriots podcast. All of ours put up. Schultz, uh, I just want you to know if you don't get those up in a timely manner, the uh, the, the the text people will be very, very angry at with, with I, I I was addressing that with a couple people yesterday. So, guys, I apologize. I, I am mandated by Odyssey Corporate. I have to put up a segment from each hour and then wait until the end of the show. No, they're not happy to, about I, it. I know they're not happy they're about not it. Happy. I apologize, guys. No. This is an Odyssey station, and this is what they're telling me to do. So, at the end of every show now, you will see all of the podcasts in reverse Not good order. enough. I, not I know. good enough, Schultz. You're right. You're damn right. Well, you can find it. The Service Patriots uh, podcast is your home for uh, coverage. Comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our, li- our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. So we had the whole Draymond Green fallout, which is fantastic. Have you seen the supercuts of Draymond's uh, finest works going around? They have a highlight tape right now that's all over X. I don't think I appreciated like how... Um, hmm. How broad his uh, body of work is. I have to do the check. I wasn't familiar with your game. Like, I remember Draymond. I remember the nut kick with mm. Steven Adams. I mean, who can forget that? I mean, that's a classic. And then we had the LeBron James, uh, you know, finals, which he cost Golden State the finals. Remember, they were up 3 yeah, 1. 3 1, he, he kicks him? Yeah. Well, also. he was kind of stepping over him and he turned into a whole thing. He like raised his leg up at him. So he gets run. They lose that game. He gets suspended for game six. They lose that. He comes back game seven. They blow the 3 1 lead. But yeah, some of the, uh, the, the, the little super cut, it's kind of like I was, I was driving in today and I was flipping around and, uh, uh, the Stern show was on and they had Maroon 5 on there, mm-hmm. which, you know, I could care less about Maroon 5. I'm very indifferent Not to it. Not a big fan of Sugar. I'd say that's, that's a pretty catchy tune, but this is my point. So, like, Stern was on there and uh, and he was like, hey, let's go back and, and do you remember this? And they went through all the Maroon 5 hits. Guess what? There's a lot. 
that's a lot more than you think. Oh, yeah. No. Sneaky, sneaky, like, oh, yeah, this song's catchy. That's the Draymond Green. When they put together his highlight list, I was like, well, I'll be damned. That's way better than I thought. I thought he had like three or four. That dude's got like 30 over a 10-year career. It's amazing. He's got four in the last two years. And I had already forgotten about the DeMontis Sabonis stomp. I mean, he got him twice. (laughs) Yeah, but that that was egregious. That That also didn't break his ribs. No, that was pretty good one. I don't care if it broke his ribs or not. He's still a jackass. I kind of forgot about that one, too. Like, Well, I remembered that he had it, but then when I saw like Mm -hmm. the actual video, I was like, oh, yeah. And there was a couple good flying knees. Like, as he he goes, like, flying, trying to, like, block a three-pointer, he's, like, delivering a, a Conor McGregor flying knee. It really is an impressive body of work. I was not. I was. Um, I was discounting the uh, the width, the greatness, of the, the greatness that is Draymond Green, and I can't believe that someone hasn't just drilled him yet. Like I blame some of this on the NBA that no one has just. And then let alone the Jordan Poole thing. Maybe Draymond Green is just that scary guy that no one's willing to fight back. But as I watched that clip, I just thought there and I thought about that. Like, where's Trent Williams? You know, where, remember when Richard Sherman walked up to Trent Williams after that game? I'm going to punch you in your face. And he's like, he's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to punch you in the face. And Richard Sherman was like, do it. And then Trent Williams just <laughs> yeet, just drilled him. Smoked him. Something tells me that, that old Trent wouldn't put up with Draymond, but it's... It's kind of impressive that he's got away with it. So he got the indefinite suspension, and then it turns out that uh, he's going to have to undergo counseling. Well, I think he's going to Florida, right? He's going to go see the John Morant doctor? Yeah. Like, he's going to go do some, like, sort of uh, anger management classes or whatever, which is fascinating. He needs some of that. Well, gosh, I heard somebody talking today. I, maybe it was even on Danny and Dusty talking about Ron Artest and how, or no, sorry, it was another radio host that I love to listen to nationally. Talking about how Ron Artest, you know, great example of somebody that was a hothead as a younger guy. You know, very smart, though. Had a, was a math major in college. Dude, actually understood that, okay, no, I need to improve my behavior. We all thought Draymond Green kind of had that same, like, thing going on in his head where he's smart, but it's just it seems to get worse and worse and worse in the attitude as he get older. And now hearing that even Coach Kerr might be done with him, his teammates or, you know, a couple of those guys might be done with him, it's getting tough for Draymond. See, yeah, someone was saying the Vancouver 4 text line, that highlight reel is like a minute long. It's long. But his clip is only like three or four seconds. It's an impressive thing. Mm. I like that like we should hand him some sort of like lifetime achievement award, but I love the fact that someone is going to have to sit down with Draymond Green and tell him that kicking people in the nuts while playing in the NBA is not a good thing. Like that, that is like one of the more ludicrous things I've ever seen in my entire life is that a grown ass, like 33 year old man who's a four time NBA champion and a defensive player of the year is going to have mm-hmm. to sit in front of some like little shrink and, and be like, Draymond, why? Why exactly do you enjoy kicking Steven Adams in the nuts? When you look at this Rorschach <laughs> test, what do you see? No, I, and I might be out on in left field on this one, but I think he's doing it because he knows he's lost a step. Like his whole thing was his defensive ability and his athleticism to be able to guard any position, and he was great at that, and then his ability to kind of facilitate that offense. He truly was the two to Steph Curry's one, right? Yeah. But now that he's getting older, he's losing a step and he's not able to get in the positions that he was before. Sometimes guys are they're now stronger than him. So now you just kicking people. So they're able to move him out. Well, think about it, right? So when you were an offensive lineman, the older that you got, the more you were able to learn of, hey, I can do this, I can hold here, or I can pull a guy down here, or I can maybe stick my foot out a little bit here, and I'm gonna get away with it because no ref is going to see it. And so Draymond, instead of doing that, 
is just beating people up so that they are less likely to go after him and provoke him. Because other than Steven Adams, who are the guys that he's attacking? Is Yusuf Nurkic going to go and attack Draymond Green? Is he going to go after him next time they play each other in the post? I don't think he is. No. If you look at Sabonis, Sabonis is not going to go after him in the post. Jordan Poole certainly isn't going to go after him. Although Jordan Poole did shove him. Like when you watch that. It's a very dainty shove. I forgot that Jordan Poole shoved Draymond Green. That's like one of those Dave Chappelle's when keeping it real goes wrong. Like Draymond Green gets in Jordan Poole's face and Poole shoves him with the two hands, like get away. And then immediately just gets drilled. It was in that moment when he realized that keeping it real has gone wrong. Yeah, like everyone always wants to believe that everyone always wants to believe that you can stand up to the bully and the bully backs down. Every now and then the bully just punches you in the face. But he's (laughs) it just it it just it blows my mind that he will sit in front of someone and get counseling as if it's gonna come back. Guys like that don't change. They just no. don't. At this no. point, you, no one's making any sort of sweeping changes. And if he does, it, like you said, it's it's because he's losing a step. Mm-hmm. And if he loses his edge, this Draymond will either tone it down slightly but still be Draymond Green or he'll be out of the league in, in a year and a half. Well, and I, I think if he tones it down at all, he might be out of the league in a yeah. year and a half. He just... Because he may, he may be one of those guys that needs that way, edge. He, he has to have the edge. And honestly, he's getting older, so he's losing a step. And as great as he was, he's losing that athleticism that allowed him to be as great as he was. Oh, okay, I, I got to come in here, though, guys. Baseline, this is not good behavior. It's not okay. You shouldn't behave like a human, nor on the basketball court but, like this well, at all. And frankly, the NBA has put up with this for way too long. They should have suspended him indefinitely five years ago. Oh, I come on. You can't indefinitely suspend one five years ago for having a, an incident or two. And right. this idea that that it's smacking somebody in the nuts. I don't know, man. Welcome to the world of sports. This yeah, it's right. not a this is where we it's tr- dirty and grimy. Yeah. And look, I I somewhat I'm not going to say I sympathize with Jamon Green because the dude's a jackass. Oh yeah, and, for sure. And you know, again, the the fact that you've done this, you have a you have three second clips you can string together in a minute long. Mm-hmm. But I I do somewhat relate to this as someone that was not the most athletic human being in the world. Um, one of the ways that I uh that I played, I I I. I I'm not going to say I was dirty, but I'll certainly say that I was not clean. You got an edge any way you could. I played with an edge. I was and it dirty. was and it was the only way that I that I knew how to play. And mm-hmm. I think if you if I played without that edge, um it would have been to my detriment. Mm-hmm. And so there's a difference between playing with an edge and being dirty. Obviously Draymond crosses that, but you know whether it's Kareem Jackson, whether it's, you know, perfect, whether it's, you know, Lester Hayes back in the day, whether it's Rick Mahorn, whether it's Maurice Lucas, whether mm-hmm. it's Marty McSorley, you know, you can go McSorley's you can go sport one. to sport, mm-hmm. right? There are a lot of guys and most of the guys to, to your point, you know, about, you know, maybe losing a step athletically. Most of the guys that play that way aren't the biggest, they're not the strongest, they're not the most athletic, but they serve a purpose. Right. Because despite what anyone wants to to, to believe, um, nice guys and and gentlemen can't make up an entire roster. You know, you 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 want your your best player to be Steph Curry. You want your best player to be uh Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. But Dame for, Lillard. But for every Damian Lillard, for every Steph Curry, you need a Draymond Green. For every Isaiah Thomas, you need a Rick Mahorn. For every Wayne Gretzky, you need a Marty McSorley. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, look up Marty McSorley's game. Uh, yeah, Actually, that's why fans were so pissed that they traded Ed Davis. He used, exactly, a guy yeah. like that. For every one of those, for every choir board, you need someone that's got a little bit of a, of an edge, a guy that sets the tone. And sometimes it is definitely hard to 
to draw that line because it is an edge, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, and, and you can cross over it, but you would like to think that someone has the most emotional maturity and, and realize, Hey, I've, I've crossed it a little bit and, and dial it back. And, and for whatever reason, Draymond, maybe it's because he's never faced real consequences. He's never had anything like this happen. He has not been able to figure out where that line is drawn. And I guess I didn't realize he had crossed it so many times, but you know, I, I, he is at a crossroads of his career right now mm-hmm. to where this behavior will either get him kicked out of the league or at his age and his uh, declining skills, can he still be an effective player without that edge? Or can he find a way to still play on the edge but not cross it over? Because one, if he comes back and there's one more of these, he done. Yeah, he's he, yeah. They're, they're, they have they have hit the. This is where the wife says, "Hey, I've put up with your crap for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you one more shot, and I'm calling the lawyer." That's where that that's where the NBA is at with him. A hundred percent. And at, at this point, like, I think it's what he has to do to stay in the league. I think if he does it again, he's out. I think if he doesn't do it again, he's out in a year or yeah. two. And Draymond is a smart guy. He knows he where he has his failings and where he's starting to see himself lose a step. And so he knows that he has to do these things. And it's why you're seeing him do it more and more. He's always done these things. It would just be a year, two years in between. The whole reason he kicked Steven Adams in the groin is because he knew that Steven Adams was going to shove him around. I still can't believe that Steven Adams didn't swing back on him. That's the only one that shocked me that he didn't get swung back on. But look, man, my last year when I was playing, I had a torn foot. And I know it's D2 players and it's not the same, but guess what I I was doing? If I knew I wasn't going to get out there on a speed guy, I was going to stick my leg out a little bit farther so hopefully the guy tripped. If I got the guy on the ground, I was going to drop my knees into the sides of his legs so he wasn't running as fast. And if I'm doing that at little old Central Washington, I guarantee you Draymond Green is doing that when millions are at stake. Well, now that uh, Draymond is gone for a while, we need a new bully in the NBA, and apparently we found one. And it uh, turns out he's an MVP as we uh, we have a new Draymond Green. We'll talk about that when we come back here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're talking a little NBA here. 
little Draymond Green in his counseling, and uh, Giannis may have to go to counseling. I thought this was fantastic. I was not aware of any of this that uh, was going down. In a uh, shocking development, I was not watching Pacers Bucks when I got home last night, so I did not see any of this at all. In fact, uh, when I like before I go to bed, right, I'll log on to uh, the old uh, computer there, and I'll just kind of do a once over of, of of the the nightly activities, right. So my buddy came over last night, I'm out of town. We ended up getting into some cervezas, had a good old time. He mm-hmm. leaves, sit down at the computer. I start scrolling through, and I see that Giannis dropped. Uh, was he at 64, 64. I believe. He had sixty four, and I was like, oh, you know, Bucks record. I'm like sixty four, and then I see uh, scuffle ensued, and I was like, Giannis in a scuffle, and then I see the clip, and he's losing it. Like Giannis is back in in the tunnel, like like going crazy, and I was like, what what is happening here? And it turns out, so Giannis dropped 64 on the uh, the Pacers mm-hmm. and Bucks record. And apparently Giannis wants the basketball. He wants the game ball. And he says that he wants the game ball because he wants to give it to Damian Lillard. Well, because he got fifth all-time in three-pointers. Yes. So the, he said he wants that ball and, and he wants to give it to Damian Lillard who passed, uh, was he passed Corver? I, I think. think. I think Corver. I think it was Corver for fifth all-time. So he, he's like, he's like, hey, I want that ball. And I guess the Indiana Pacers, one of their uh, whoever, one of their guys had the, his his first ever points in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy scored his first points in the NBA. One of their you know young guys, mm-hmm. and so they wanted the basketball. So I guess after the game, Giannis is like, "Hey, I want the ball," and the Indiana Pacers said, "No." There, there's clips. There is there there's there's audio clips of the Indiana Pacers telling. Telling each other, don't let him have that ball, and then and then uh, Giannis uh, gets mad at uh, at Halliburton and yells at him, "Go get the effing ball! You need to go get it." And Halliburton and, and Turner both are like, "No, you're not having it." So they take the ball and they run into the tunnel. They took the ball and they ran away with it. And Giannis and the rest of the Bucks ran after him. We had a confrontation in the tunnel, and Giannis is pissed. He is absolutely pissed. And former Blazer grade Chad Buchanan, apparently, he caught an elbow in this. Apparently, he caught an elbow to the ribs. And uh, and is actually, I guess he's 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 a, he's a little injured. Oh, come on. Yeah. An elbow to the... Mm. Yeah, he took one to the ribs. Dude, those are NBA players against a normal, t- tiny white guy. Come on. He was a Blazer player. Chad Buchanan? He was a Blazer GM. Yeah, whatever. Blazer grade Chad Buchanan catching strays. This thing is fantastic. I don't know if you've seen any of the clips of this, but I i mean, I don't know if I've ever seen Giannis this heated. And the best part is there's two game balls. <laughs> like, each one could have had one. I think he had... I thought they had one. He wanted both. <laughs> and I could be wrong in that. But I thought that the Bucks had one. They wanted both. But there's also, like... This has been brewing for a while. The Pacers and the Bucks do not get along well. Well, they got eliminated in the uh, the, the old knockout tournament there, the the in season tournament, the IST. It's bringing a yes, lot of that's right, a lot of animosity to everybody. <laughs> but the other thing you have to remember too is Rick Carlisle. He's the coach of the Pacers. Yeah, he's, he's a notorious red ass. Yeah, he called it an in, uh, an unfortunate incident. He he was all bent out of shape because they brought Giannis back into the game so that he could break the record. Yes. And so he felt a certain type of way about it. And you know what? I don't really fault the Pacers for that. If I had someone on purpose show me up, and I know it's dumb, but you're breaking an unwritten rule there, guess what I'm doing? I'm keeping the GD ball. <laughs> Go get your own ball, man. There's one over there. Figure it out. Or give me a Rolex. Give me s- some money. Or you know, give me a car or something like that. <laughs> 
This is my ball. Go get your own. I just love that. Like, it, it, there's the, the the clip going around because everything's on film. You can see you can see Giannis running down the tunnel, and the security guard is yelling at him, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" And then, like, uh, a couple of the Pacers are like, "Keep the ball! Keep the ball! Don't let him have it! Don't let him have it!" They're literally playing keep away from Giannis, who's in the hallway, just screaming and yelling about wanting the ball. And Giannis just keeps turning to the rest of his teammates and telling him, you need to go get the effing ball. And a couple of his teammates did say uh, that that basically they had to do it because Giannis was letting them know, like, go get the ball. And it was Cameron Payne that said, hey, the man wanted the ball. I was following my teammate. When Giannis says, go get the effing ball, you go get the effing oh. ball. I love this sort of pettiness. Like I, I like I, I thought this was fantastic. I had no interest whatsoever in Bucks Pacers, but if I knew that was going to go down, absolutely sign me up for it. Let's go. It the is NBA a lot easier. It. Sorry, Will. Go ahead. You're good. No, you're good. The NBA needs it, man. I was just going to say it's a lot easier to deal with like game ball situations in MLB. I don't really know what the protocol is for NFL or NBA where you have like two. <laughs> so tough. I mean, like in the NFL, like there's so many game balls that like they. they I mean, they. I mean, they're they're, they're a ton. I've just. I've never, I've never heard of anything like this because in the NFL, if you want a ball, you have one. I mean, there's so many. So that, easy. And, and, you know, if you score, you have the ball. That's easy. In hockey, if you want the puck, you get the puck. Same thing with with baseball. Though, if you in baseball, I guess if you hit one out of the, the park, it's not yours. Uh, you have to you have to negotiate. As soon as that ball leaves the stands, whoever catches that ball, that's mm. their ball. You so, usually get it back, though. No, I don't know. I mean, like with uh, some of those guys, no. I mean, like I mean, it's it's big time money if you catch a meaningful ball. True, but most of the time, what happens if you hit your first home run? Then you just go and you give them, you give them a bat, you give them a signed ball or whatever, and jersey. You, you get it back. Mm -hmm. But I just I've never heard of a confrontation over. Over over an NBA ball, I thought it was fantastic, and the Giannis that clearly meant something to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, that clearly meant something to him. But I kind of appreciate the pettiness. If you haven't seen the clip where the Indiana Pacers are caught on camera on audio yelling, "Don't let him have the ball! Don't let him have the ball!" It's it warms my heart. That sort of pettiness, I'm I'm here for. I think it's fantastic. The NBA needs it too, especially right now because it's still football season. So you're not getting the views that you normally would, right? Everyone says, "When does the NBA season start?" Starts after Christmas, right? Starts right now. So I, I think the in-season tournament clearly was a success because when you look at the viewership, viewership is up. People cared. You might not no, have cared, but people cared. I see, that's I'll push back on that. I talked about this. I love this narrative that's being pushed that the in-season tournament was a success. The viewership went up. It went up to first round, less than first round NBA playoffs. The championship game, like this is everyone's been sitting here and pumping the NBA in season tournament. And I come with facts. So the two semifinal games that they had between mm -hmm. Milwaukee and uh, Indiana and then LA and New Orleans. Yep. Uh, but yeah, those got 1.7 million viewers right and by the way that's on four networks combined correct they spent hundred they spent a hundred plus million dollars to promote something that drew less than two million viewers across four networks right then the championship game that they played drew about four million and I want you to realize that again spread across different networks that the uh the bucks and the bulls that first round playoff series that averaged more people throughout that first round series than the end season tournament. Right. So pardon me if I don't like, yes, it, it got some people to talk and apparently it pissed off the Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks. But when you spend an entire year and mm. hundred plus million dollars to promote something 
and it leads to one game of 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 less viewers than than a first round NBA series. Uh, pardon me if I don't think that that was the world's biggest success. Well, I'm not out here saying <laughs> that, but I do think compared to what it would have been if sure. you had gone by the old rules, sure, or the old way, yes. it was more viewership than it had been before, right? I, but I also think that you need pettiness. Sports are better <laughs> when people hate each other. Yes. There's a reason why we all love college football. Because during rivalry week or the extra rivalry games that you have, or when sometimes you just have coaches that hate each other, people care more. People pay more attention. The NBA has a lot of players that all love each other. They all talk to each other in the offseason. They go drink wine together out in boats in Italy. You need teams and players to start hating other teams and players. The best thing for the NBA in the 90s was Michael Jordan hated everyone that was in a Chicago Bowl. Yeah. The NBA needs more teams that hate each other, and then you have those big-time rivalries, and you get more viewership. That is true. Like, the, the idea that Indiana and Milwaukee going forward has a little uh, saltiness. Like, the next time that the Bucks and Pacers play, I'm more likely to tune in right. because of something like this. 100%. You know, you, you got a little... Because you know that this isn't just going to quietly go away. And Carlisle can say that it's unfortunate, and, you know, Comerhead should have prevailed. But this is going to carry over. And the next time that Giannis plays them, if you don't think that Giannis wants to go out and lay 65 on him again, you're fooling yourself. And you don't think that the next time he comes down the lane, someone from Indiana is going to have a little Draymond knee for him. Mm -hmm. You're right. That is good for the game. Yes. Anytime you get a, a heated rival and you get a little dust up, it's good. Mm-hmm. Especially like when you're in the middle of a season and, you know, again, Milwaukee, Indiana, who cares? But last night, one, you had the 64 and you care about that. Yep. But again, I, I make the argument that we're not talking about Giannis's 64 uh, today if there isn't the scuffle. It would have been like, oh, Giannis had 64 right. against Indiana regular season game. Oh, Dame fifth all the time. That's pretty cool. And then you move on. But the scuffle and, and, and Chad Buchanan, Blazer great, taking an elbow. <laughs> The GM, GM taking shots in the ribs. Let's go. All news is good news. All news is good news. And speaking of news, we'll get to in the news when we come back here, though. Show to a sports center. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. Sorry, I'm listening to this great tune. Who decided to put a zoom zoom and a boom boom? Is this your work, Chelsea? Who sings this? I think it's Rex and Effect, if I'm not mistaken. Rex and Effect, Rump Shaker. I, I did not throw this in here. Welcome back to like, I want to say like maybe eighth grade for me on this one. I can remember some Y East middle school dances maybe where 
Rexon effect was uh, was happening. You were getting jiggy with it to. Uh... Boy, I don't know if I ever got jiggy with it. I was not uh, like everyone went through that weird like hip hop phase like in middle school. I never. I just. I, I think I knew. You're not a hip hop guy. It's, no, it's pretty pretty clear. No, like we had that like where like crisscross people did the backwards pants for a while or. Like I wanted an eight ball leather jacket for the longest time, and then I realized like I I, I can't pull that off. The overalls with like one shoulder, never fell into that. No, the starter parkas just was never. There was nothing about this that said hip hop cool. Even like twelve year old me, it was like I went through a bugle boy phase. I think that was about the worst thing. Then AC Slater's uh, phase. It's about the worst thing that I ever had. See, all these references to me are just what I assume <laughs> like the eighties and nineties were fully. Like I just thought based on the TV shows that I've watched that everyone just wore overalls with one. Everyone did, and I, I just I don't know. I, I think it was like one of those where I wanted to do it, but then like when I tried, I would look at myself in the mirror and be like, no, I can't. It wasn't that I didn't want to. It's just that I realized that I couldn't. This never was this never was trendy. Never there's nothing about me that has ever been like cutting edge trend. Hey, you know what the new thing is? I bet you Sook's doing it. No. No, that was never when you're that, that was never me. When you're a chubby big white kid, yeah. wear shorts, wear a t-shirt. That's about it. Get yeah. some elite socks if you need some swag. <laughs> Blend into the background. Just leave it there. Yeah, it's hard to you know, maybe uh, the, the the only thing that the chubby kid could pull off was the Hawaiian shirt. The Hawaiian shirt is the exclusive domain of the fat kid. See, but then you're like also getting made fun of because, dude, you're dressing like a 50 year old. Again, it's the only <laughs> thing that the, the fat kid has. The you're... fat kid can wear the Hawaiian shirt in and it works. And that's the, that is the chubby man's domain is the Hawaiian shirt. Other than that, you're just drifting through, hoping that no one notices you. No, no one notices your sweatpants for the 19th straight day because you can't find a pair of husky teen jeans that oh, fit you. Dude, I didn't even. I I own more jeans now, and I own two of them than I did yeah. all of growing up. If so you've been wearing sweatpants for 19 straight days, girls stopped looking at you like two weeks ago. They weren't looking at you before, <laughs> exactly. dude. I remember I was like in like the sixth grade, and I had a a, a friend, supposedly a friend, look at me once and goes, "Do you wear?" Any anything other than like sweatpants and i was like you suck and like the next How day and like the very next day i came in with like the world's pair of like tightest jeans i was like yeah see wear jeans all the time you ass me and the whole time just sucking it in like oh my god i can't wait. Sure. like i can't wait to get home hopefully i don't have to go pee at all today because it isn't gonna be able to get zipped back up just that bread cutter digging into me it's just <laughs> not good at all all right, it is uh, December 14th in the year of our Lord, 2023, and that means it is time for In the News. I'm your noted news contributor sitting in for your noted news man. I got my weekend weather guy here, uh, Will Orner, with me today. It is uh, National Bama Day, so roll tide. Roll tide. I will never say that. Oh, I love it. I, uh, I'm an Al- that was my first ever college football game that I ever played. Oh, really? was at the University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I have an affinity for, uh, for Alabama. I, I, I pull for the tide. It was a really neat... Coming like when that's your first experience and you do the SEC treatment where they shut the down they shut down the freeway for you going the other way. Like they they we went the wrong way on the freeway. Like Ooh. police motorcade, the whole deal and the fans were great. They they beat us. But like afterwards the fans were great. Uh I made a couple uh, gear swaps with some of the Alabama players. Sean mm-hmm. Alexander uh oh. was on that team. And uh so I I I kind of have a little soft spot. First place that I ever played a, a college game was at Alabama. So yeah. I and uh the whole roll tie thing is it's i know it, it's like it can be obnoxious but when you see it like in person it's it's pretty cool yeah. like having played at florida state and the uh, 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 and the roll tie roll tied way better 
oh, than, I believe than that. the stupid Tomahawk I'm, job. I've got a buddy down in Birmingham. I'm trying to work out a way to get down there for a game. You should. It's a um, it's 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 a cool place. Of I'm all the of all man. the places, you know, it's like Notre Dame, like the, the cool places that I like, like Lambeau and right. the different places. Like Alabama's pretty Alabama's pretty cool. Well, it's like going to see uh, a basketball game at MSG or a hockey game yeah. at MSG. Eventually, I want to get out to Wrigley, Fenway, stuff like that. There are just certain environments you got to check out. It is also National Monkey Day, and uh, you know how I feel about monkeys. Go, I'm, George. I am 100% pro monkey. Monkey, ape, you know, the primates in general, love them. Big well, fan. We kind of are them. Well, we are them, yes. If uh, you haven't seen uh, Chimp Empire on Netflix, uh, unbelievable documentary. It's kind of sad, too. It's it's because uh, chimp world is just vicious. It's just it is because uh, you know they make you they make you they're so human and then you see them and like they're you know it's it's not a kind gentle society. If you ever wonder why humans are so violent, go look at chimps and realize that we're just hairless chimps. And if you think we're violent, yeah, look at the chimpanzees. That's a whole other ball game. I miss the Bud Light Trunk Monkey commercials. Those were some of my favorite ads. That I know, just so good. I thought the I thought the trunk monkey was that Bud Light. I thought that was like a trunk monkey. Yeah, I never saw that like as an anti theft device. Like when someone steals your car, there was a there was oh, a monkey in the trunk. Oh yeah, I'm starting to remember that now. There yeah. was another one too where I think it was like a, a girl was on a date or something, and the dad brought the chaperone monkey in the back, and the monkey had like a shotgun. Okay, so yeah, I was wrong. You're right. It was actually uh, for an automotive uh, group of Subaru enthusiasts. That's who it was kind of. Yeah, yeah. But the ad itself was made by a advertising company here in Portland. So no. pretty cool. Ooh, right. I had no idea. Local connection. Let me just say, I just pro monkey everything, uh, all about it. Although you could never have one as a pet because they're just awful. That's not true. Uh, what's her nuts down at Texas? It's going well for her. Right until they. Right, what was her name? Right until they bite your fingers and your uh, goodies off. She still has the monkey though. That's the the scary part. Is like when a chimp decides to come at you, it bites, it gouges out your eyes, it goes to your fingers, and it goes for your gonads. So it goes right for all of the spots. Yeah. Oh, smart monkey. Well, I mean, you think in, in chimp culture, when you're trying to take something out, you if you buy, if, if a chimp doesn't have eyes, fingers, or, you know, reproductive organs, so yeah, they... You're probably going to win. Yeah. When they come at you, that's what they do. They just bite off your... Just imagine just a chimp holding you down that's 14 times stronger than you, and then it just starts biting off your fingers, let alone biting off something else. You're just making me anti-chimp now. now. That's all you're doing. Pro-chimp. Pro it doesn't chimp, sound just, like you're that pro chimp. I am. They're just terrified. They can fall in love with you too. It I sounds. Don't, yeah, they can fall in love with you. It's like you can fall in love with Brock Lesnar right until the point where he turns on you. Uh, well, no, I was more thinking of the story like a week ago. Alan Cummings talking about the movie Buddy that he starred in with a chimpanzee. I think it was like late '90s or whatever. But they actually had to never reunite the two again because the young chimpanzee fell in love with the lead character in that movie and they were worried that he was going to be assaulted Alan Cummings would be assaulted by this chimpanzee because he was now a teenager and much bigger oh yeah well, it, it happens all the time there's always that story and it's like always some old lady and she raises the chimp from like a little um, a little baby chimp mm -hmm. and then she's like oh he's my best friend his name's Travis and then Travis grows up and Travis decides that uh he doesn't like your friend that's coming over, and next thing you know, your friend has no face. Look that up, by the way. That's a real story. That's a real story. Travis was the champ, and he was raised by these. Uh, he was raised by this very nice couple, and then one day, Travis, uh, Travis had had enough. <laughs> Travis decided to go sideways. Uh, yeah, it's, and I, I think it, it might have been down in Texas, but it is horrific. And unfortunately, they had to shoot Travis. Missouri, Missouri. Yeah, it's, yeah. Look at the details of it. Travis. It is, 
Yeah. Murder you. He's a gigantic. Oh, well, he was an actor. Yeah. Everyone thinks that chimpanzees are like, like bubbles, like little cute. Like, look at a hairless chimp sometime. Look up what a, what's underneath. Because chimpanzees don't look like it. Like, is they, they're covered in hair. Just look up hairless chimp and realize that it's just a bodybuilder. It's freaky. Jacked. It is just absolutely on every sort of steroid known to man. And realize that that thing could rip your arms off and beat you with it. Named after Travis Tritt. Yeah, well, Travis Tritt apparently has a bit of a temper. All right, we come back. Uh, we got one of the uh, top 25 cities in the U.S. to live in right here in our backyard. We've got an extra couple hundred million dollars. I can't believe what we're going to do with it. And uh, we've got some other things as well, when, including some new laws. Some new cool rules coming to us starting January 1st. So all of that on In the News when we come back. Prime time with Isaac and Suk on 1080 The Fan. Talking a little news and chimps. Looked up that Travis Chimp story, huh? Things terrified. Yeah, that's you horrible. Want, you want a chimpanzee? Yeah. No, no, but I but I didn't before. <laughs> also, like, it's a wild animal. It's yes. not a dog. No. It's not a cat. No. Stop owning wild animals. Except raccoons. That's okay, because I'm currently trying to befriend one in my backyard. It's not going so well. But outside of that. Well, your backyard's fine, but not in the house, bro. I had a, I had a buddy Look, who, if that raccoon would let me, I would bring it in the house. I had a buddy who uh, who had a pet deer. Oh, yeah? You got to get it as a baby. You have to find it as a baby yeah. and then raise it so then the raccoon thinks that you are its mama. <laughs> At least a raccoon can't rip your face off. Like that Travis, that Travis champ. I think it could. Yeah, it bit off, what, nine of that lady's fingers? Nine fingers, her nose, her mouth. Yeah. And I'm not looking up the pictures. Yeah, I won't do it. It's, it's rough. I'd rather watch that. It's Kevin on video. Ware that, that there's like video of it. Not I mean like aerial, like 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 cams of it. But yeah, like it's some of that's like caught on camera. It's like they did a Dateline on it. He it's, ate her. Yeah, he ate her. And, and she raised him from when he was like a, a baby. It was like her the friend. Yeah, the friend. It's the friend. The it attacked the friend. The it friend. did not attack the one yeah. that raised. Yeah. Yeah, the lady's best friend came over, and Travis had had enough of her antics. Yeah, the lady stabbed him with, like, a butcher knife. Yes. And then the cops, I think, ended up having to come in and shoot him. Yeah. yeah. It it didn't go so well. It was not cool. Uh, No, uh, new new analysis ranks the uh, top 25 best places to live in the United States, and a city in Oregon has made the list. Comes in at number 23. Any guesses? Um, Over 1,300 cities across the United States. North or south? Uh, it's close to us. Close enough to it. Uh, let's close go. Enough. Close to us. Let's go, Eugene. Hillsboro. Hillsboro. Oh. I was gonna say Bend, but I'm way off. Oh. No, Hillsboro has been ranked. Uh, a new report by Money. Uh, researchers did the 50 best places to live in the U.S. Uh, they used over uh, 480,000 different data points: cost of living, diversity, economic opportunities, quality of life, blah blah blah. And um, Hillsboro came in as the number twenty-three place to live. Uh, medium household or medium uh, household income eighty-seven thousand. Mm. Medium home price uh, five hundred twenty-one thousand. Average rent for a two-bedroom apartment just over eighteen hundred bucks. Got uh, one hundred seven thousand and some change, and an unemployment rate of three point two percent. Just twenty miles west of Portland. Go Hillsboro! I was out there the other day for the state championships. Hillsboro is wonderful. They have a Top Golf. They do have a top golf. Yes, I'm sure that bumps them up. Hillsboro, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of Hillsboro, and yet I never go because it's just like Hillsboro is my bridge too far. Well, it takes what yeah, for us 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Yeah, 
I'm not. I'm Never not go. going out there unless no. like I'm going out there for work. But I it's would, nice when I do that. I would assume the prices for housing out there is probably not still too bad. But I, I mean, I could be wrong. I'm not buying right now. This this whole city's houses are crazy. So. Average is uh, just over five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's still a lot, but not as much as it could be. So yeah. Uh, remember we had that uh, record-setting uh, fentanyl bust, and then uh, we released the main suspect. Uh, turns out we got him again. Nah. Yeah. Luis uh, Funes, he was arrested on outstanding warrants with multiple charges during a traffic stop in southeast Portland. So if you don't know, a couple days ago we had this huge fentanyl bust where they got like 30 grand in cash, 50 pounds of meth, a couple automatic weapons, you know, all the good stuff that comes along with that. Mm-hmm. And then while they were waiting to file... Uh, charges like mm-hmm. more severe charges against the uh, the main the main guy my man Luis there um they didn't and they just let him go and then he uh just skipped out on his court date turns is, out he was like deuces is this like when you catch a fish and then you use that fish to try and catch a bigger fish yeah is that what they're trying to do here i don't think so i think this was more of and they admitted it they were like oops they no, were this going to catch and release they were going to charge him with serious crimes but i guess like there was an overlap while they were waiting to charge him and so i guess the lesser crimes that they had initially brought him in for mm-hmm. they just let him go we're like all right man show up at your court date and in a shocking turn of events, uh, he did not show up at his uh, at his court date. Whoops! But uh, we got him again. So apparently, he wasn't smart enough. I thought like once he 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 got released, and he didn't show up at the court, uh, he would just leave. I was like, dude, there's no way that guy's in the, Get out of the country. Yeah, yeah, that guy's south of the border. I'm out. But no, apparently, we got him at a uh, traffic st- <laughs> traffic stop. So now he's back in custody. He's going to face the more serious charges, and this time, apparently, uh, we're not going to let him go. So he ran a red light, and that was his undoing. Yeah, it does seem a little, uh, does seem a little like whoops. Yeah, he was arrested after five, uh, right, shortly after five thirty, on a traffic stop near one hundred seventy fourth and uh, Stark Street. So, so was, he was out just driving around. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't side with criminals here, and we're obviously not dealing with brain surgeons, but you would think you'd be hiding out for, like, the next two months. You don't want to leave. You stay in a dark basement. Well, this is My the God. problem with, uh, you know, with, with criminals is sometimes they're morons. Not all Shut the time. Up. Not I, all the time. If I was facing charges, because I'm guessing that 50 pounds of meth, a bunch of cash, and some weapons... I'm guessing you're going to get some serious jail time on that one. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with Schultz. I don't think I would have been taking a casual stroll, although maybe fleeing. Like they did take all your meth, they took your your uh, thirty grand. Maybe it's hard to flee. Yeah, maybe oh. you didn't have a rainy day fund. You know, I've watched Breaking Bad enough. He probably wasn't able to launder it. Yeah, I, I've never, uh, I've never had to flee from a uh, incarceration. So I don't want to sit here and make it seem like it's just easy. Uh, and then it turns out that the city of Portland found uh, $540 million um, just laying around. <laughs> turns out that they just were like, oh, look at that. We didn't think we'd have $540 extra million, but we do have uh, half a bill laying around. And um, on the plus side, we're going to use it for climate-driven programs. Ooh. Like establishing a better tree uh, canopy and, more importantly, uh, some bigger projects that we are going to... Uh, remove all gas-powered leaf blowers and move to electric. I'm not kidding about that, by the way. Go electric? Yeah. $540 million in unanticipated energy funds. So that... And we're going to use it to work on the tree canopy and to replace gas-powered leaf blowers. That's money that's going towards things that we already haven't tried to fix, right? And we're also changing the city's fleet over to all EVs as well. 
so good. I thought they already did this. See, I'm just way behind. How much does Bum Voyage cost? I don't know, but I'd like to think that we could bring it in under $540 million. But damn it, Will, we need tree canopy and we need electric leaf blowers. What if it's an electric boat? See, now we're talking. Mingus, call me. All right, that's it for In the News. When we come back, the hot five at five. Primetime rolls on here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.